Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Good afternoon. It's 11 degrees. Supposed to be 40 by Wednesday. It better be. I hope. You know what's happening at the Olympics? Uh, it's cold. Well, it's the Winter Olympics. But it's too wintry. It's too wintry. It's we had too this, wintry. We had this last week. Where it's too uh, too cold. Uh, wind and ice pellets left Olympic snowboarders trying to stay upright in conditions that many felt were unfit for competition. The best ski jumpers in the world dealing with swirling gusts and by athletes aiming to shoot straight. All around the games, athletes and fans are dealing with conditions that have tested even the most seasoned winter sports veterans. Low temps have hovered in the single digits, dipping below zero with unforgiving winds. It's winter. Of course it is. That's why it's the Winter Games. The Winter Games. Uh, I can't say that I'm really up to date on who's winning what. Uh, it's still a little bit confusing, but the the, um, the snowboarder... Uh, red? Red. Uh, seems charming. Uh, here's another headline. Snowboarders sent out in terrifying Olympic conditions. <laughs> Jamie Anderson... Will almost certainly spend more time gazing at her newest Olympic gold medal than watching replays of the slope style run she put down to win it. Uh, the day Anderson cemented herself as an all time great by defending her Olympic title will also go down as one of the three most unpleasant, dangerous days snowboarding has ever seen. Ooh. It's terrifying. Ooh. Shifting bitter winds with ice pellets. Well, you're going to get that in? So it's winter. Winter. It's winter. Well, ABC Nightly News still leads off that. I can still make bets. Uh, they still lead off the nightly news if there's a snowstorm uh, on the uh, in, in Indiana. Right. Well, right. it's... Especially if it's coming to New York. It's winter. You, you get them. You, you can get it. You're going to get them. Not even you can. You a, will. A strange theme has developed today. A strange theme in the world of garage logic. What's that? Something to be worried about? Uh, the I'm trying to think of the right words. The uh, what can I say? The world uh, is getting to the point where you just don't know anymore what constitutes an offense. What constitutes an offense? Uh, well, I'll give, I've got many examples. Let me give you one. The chief mean offset, like a legal offense or just you're upsetting someone? But you'll see here. Okay. Here's an example. The chief offsite correspondent <clears throat> alerted me to this. The Boston police have apologized because uh, this month, Black History Month, they issued a tweet honoring Red Auerbach, uh, former coach of the Celtics, yep. who was not black. Right. So the police had to apologize. Police said they chose to pay tribute to uh, legend Red Auerbach because he was the first NBA coach to draft a black player. He also put together the first all-black starting five, and he hired the league's first black head coach, Bill Russell, who I believe has a birthday today and is 84. Wow. Uh, several people responded to the tweet, suggesting the department should have honored someone else. 
as lovely as all those things are that Red did, Black History Month is not about white men. This is inappropriate, one person responded. Is this a joke, another asked. One user called the tweet tone deaf, while another called it a swing and a miss. Then the coppers deleted the tweet. Later in the evening, Boston police shared a tribute to Russell, calling him one of the greatest Celtics of all time. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. It's okay to praise him because he's black. Well, Boston police later apologized for the Auerbach tweet, saying, our intentions were never to offend. Mm. Okay, here's my question. Why, in this case, it happens to be a police department, why... Why do you care if somebody retweets that they're they're upset? What do you care? Your your uh, choice to celebrate somebody uh, uh, in Black History Month certainly was a fellow very active with black athletes. Right. That's uh, they should stand by that. And if somebody uh, tough, if you if you're offended, but what? Why tough. is why is there this caving in? I, wait till you hear another one I have today. You won't believe it. I don't want to have this trend. All it's, day. A, it's a theme, Matt. It's a theme. I couldn't get away from it. It's it's everywhere. It's only going to get worse too. The center's not holding. That's where, where is somebody? What what did the police have to be apologetic about in this? I, I, other I, other than uh, I guess to no don't no other than. Well, but you can't even. No, I have to. I have to present the other side of the argument. What's your other thing? Unless uh, is it written down somewhere that during Black History Month you can only honor black people? Did they violate some coda? Is, is, is there a rule somewhere? Mm. I haven't seen it. But it seems to me, especially in Boston, where Red Auerbach did so much <laughs> to integrate the game. What what do they have? Why did they cave in? Why do these people cave in based on a complaint? Well, who was at the who was at the forefront of of telling the police department communications? Hey, you know what? You really should send this apology out. Uh, we don't want any uh, uh, civil unrest. Okay, this isn't power washing, but uh, a power washing case comes to mind. The two elementary schools in Oregon uh, named Lynch, yep. uh, named after the fellow who donated the land more than a hundred years ago. I later I later looked it up. Lynch is in the top five last names in the country. You had a black attorney general in this country named Loretta. Wasn't it Loretta Lynch? Uh, I'm going to look. I'm going to verify that. But but someone someone at a school board meeting said that the name made them feel uncomfortable because it was evocative of, of, of lynching. Where was somebody to stand up and tell that person to, to forget it, get mm-hmm. over it? Loretta Elizabeth Lynch, yeah. yes. The 83rd it, it's a common name. General. Where were where were the people in positions of authority in that town in Oregon to say we're not changing the name of this school, you moron? It's named for Bob Lynch, who gave us the right, land 120 right. years ago. Well, that's where. Where are these people? But that's that should be the trend this year: is people saying stop. You know, we just had Catherine Kirsten in here from the Center of the American Experiment, and she's dealing with these issues in uh, in Edina, in the Edina School District, yeah. where it's all white privilege. They're teach. Bus drivers mm-hmm. had to be taught about white privilege and and dressed down. Huh? Did you read about the woman? We got we got to try to reach her later in the show. Uh, Michelle Myers of Phoenix, Arizona. Oh yeah. She uh, she had a migraine headache and woke up. She's and ev- the one that's talking in tongues. And or ever no, ever since she speaks in a British accent. That's she, she's a former. Uh, she's black. She's a former beauty queen. She's now a mom. 
She's a mom of seven, and, and the illness is called foreign accent syndrome, a rare condition causing sufferers to talk with a foreign intonation while still speaking their native language. I, I think we should try to reach her. That's fascinating. Uh, well, set that aside. I'll, I will. I'll, I'll put it aside here. Call her a break. But I, I hate to keep up this theme, but I, I'm going to have to because you're not going to believe some of these. You're just not going to believe them. But it's happening. 646-825-5877-615-1500. Garage Logic will be back in just a moment. You know, I've never been on the, uh, I'm not an anti-Tom Brady guy. I can take him or leave him. I think he's, I think he's really, his record speaks for itself. He's been fabulous, but I can see why he gets under people's skin. Why in this case? Well, I filed away a mental note last weekend after the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He flies back in his own plane, private plane. Okay. All right. You don't go, you don't you go with the boys? Uh, yes, or you go with your family, as many uh, players did the next day. And then today we get the headline, Tom has moved on, and there's a photo uh, of him uh, giving the smooch to his wife, Giselle, yeah. in Costa Rica. and uh, He's moved on. You know what? I can see why he drives people crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, on the field... Uh, you got to respect that he is a fantastic player in longevity. That's fine. Off the field. What's line one? Mild pain. Eric. Eric, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. I think uh, when you're talking about the tweets from the police department, you might be starting your marathon halfway through the course. Why are they tweeting about it? What does that have to do with police business? Oh, I suppose I think- as I suppose as a department, they would file that under public relations, their, their their contact with the public, their awareness of Black History Month, and they went with Red Auerbach. They, they got a guy in the cops department. That's all he does. It's not like they were, it's not like some uh, murder case that didn't get solved because of it. No, no, and I get that, but I think we're so, we're all paying for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. They have to have somebody on board to do that. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah, good luck. Who's this, Rook? Uh, Michael. Hi, Mike. Hi, Joe. Say, I was also calling about your little power washing for your the Lynch story. Yeah. you got to remember, all those smart people from Minneapolis were hanging out with those smart people, not uh, getting anything done, because I'll still call it Lake Calhoun. It will never be anything other than Lake Calhoun to me. And I don't know where all the smart people went there to stop them idiots from trying to change it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It has a new name now, doesn't it, Rook? Lake Calhoun? Oh, yeah, Lake Calhoun indeed has a uh, brand new one. It's a new name. I think it is. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, just like St. Luke's will always be St. Luke's to me. St. Luke's, IHM. That's St. Luke's to me. Yep. I don't even know what the new one is. I seriously Uh, don't. Highland Catholic is out. St. Leo's is always going to be St. Leo's for me. Yeah. But at Lake Calhoun, that's always going to be Lake Calhoun. You ready? Yes. Apparently, there's a movie out, Peter Rabbit. Okay. Uh, and the uh, filmmakers and Sony, the studio behind it, they are they're now having to apologize. You know, we kicked off groin kicking last week. Yeah. Maybe we need uh, 
Maybe we maybe we need to look for things we should be apologizing for. Peter Rabbit filmmakers in the studio behind it are apologizing for insensitivity, depicting a character's allergy in the film that has prompted a backlash online. Cartoon rabbits. In the movie, uh, the character of Mr. McGregor is allergic to blackberries. Okay. All right. The rabbits fling the fruit at him, and he is forced to use an EpiPen. Okay. Uh huh. Interesting writing. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, Sony Pictures said in a statement, uh, "We're sorry that we insensitively depicted a character's allergy. Uh, the the uh, film should not have been should not have made light of a character being allergic to blackberries." Even in a cartoonish format, um, where, where are we headed? Where are we headed? Every every uh, Disney movie or cartoon movie like that has conflict in it, and how that person responds to the conflict is the success of the movie. The charity group Kids with Food Allergies posted a warning about the scene on its Facebook page, prompting some on Twitter to start using the hashtag "Boycott Peter Rabbit." The very real fear and anxiety that people experience during an allergic reaction, often referred to as an an impending sense of doom, is a serious matter, the group wrote. Making light of this condition hurts our members because it encourages the public not to take the risk of allergic reactions seriously, and this cavalier attitude may make them act in ways that could put an allergic person in danger. What is this group, Kids with Food Allergies? Kids with food allergies. Huh. They're upset because uh, one of the rabbits got pelted with blackberries. Uh, 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 our letter to the makers of Peter Rabbit, and then they show what the... The, the character of Mr. McGregor is allergic to blackberries. All right. And, and because the other rabbits fling blackberries at Mr. McGregor, the uh, the charitable group argues that that will encourage the public to not uh, take the risk of an allergic reaction seriously. We can't get any dumber. We can't dumb this down any more than that. Completely absent here, completely absent, is the idea that virtually all people who see this movie, uh, A, will forget that scene right. within 30 seconds of right. leaving the theater, and B... Uh, will not be encouraged to throw blackberries at somebody who has an allergic uh, reaction to blackberries. And uh, so, wh- who are they? Who are the kids <laughs> with food allergies charitable group? Who are they worried about? Are they? They must be worried about people so unbelievably stupid that they would they would go and seek out mm. someone with a food allergy and throw that food at them. Yeah, that's and what percentage with that apology? What percentage of the population are, are, are kids that have major food allergies like that? I have no idea. It's but, like, but here it's again, small. where was somebody? Well, here here's some more here. Kenneth Mendez, the president and CEO of the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, 
wrote an open letter to the studio Saturday asking for the opportunity to educate the company and the film's cast oh my God. On, the, on the realities of food allergies and urged the studio to examine your portrayal of bullying in your films towards a young audience. The studio and filmmakers said they sincerely regret not being more aware and sensitive to this issue, and we truly apologize. Wow. You see why I said I got stuck in a theme today? Yeah. Everywhere I looked, I stumbled on stuff like this. I didn't want to. I felt I owed it to myself. <laughs> okay, Judge. I, 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 oh, man. Let me gather up this. It's just Peter Rabbit information. Uh, uh, um, so I can set it aside. They weren't trying to to mock food allergies. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a movie. So where are we headed? We're headed to a point where novels, uh, films, uh, music, artwork will have to pass. Litmus tests. That's where we're headed. What was the story we had last week? This is where your brain comes in handy. Uh, we took we took something out of an art museum in England. Oh, we took the uh, the 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 maidens. Uh, the guy was going to oh, hop in the the, uh, the, the nymphs. The, uh, the nymphs. Heda, Helda. Uh, yeah, Hylas. Hylas and, and the nymphs. and the nymphs. Yeah, he had some gals waiting for him in the pond. Yeah. And it's a, it was a painting, a Raphael-like paint, Raphaelite painting right. uh, by a famous painter. But the people running the museum chose to suddenly look at that painting in the context of the Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too, right. where women keep coming up with uh, stories of unpleasantries, which are real. That's, that's not to be laughed off. But where are we headed? I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to see that painting now. Uh, I'll live, by the way. It's John William Waterhouse in 1896, Hylas and the Nymphs. Hylas and the Nymphs. Yeah. That ain't Grandma Moses, is it? Nope. No. Let's not go through that I, again. I had that problem. Right. You know. Is Reavers, or I like Hyde, saying. Is, is, is Height ready? Over there, over there. Is, is uh, Hyde, John Height is in for uh, himself. For himself. And Reavers is... Uh, has drama somewhere else. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 11 degrees. This update brought to you by Venture Bank. The Twins missed out on signing you Darvish this weekend. Where'd he uh, go, John? He went to the Cubs. Okay. Six years. The rich get richer, don't they, John? They do, but they were willing to go that extra year and spend some extra money, mm -hmm. which probably is going to be a mistake the last couple of years of the deal, but they'll have them for a few years anyway. Uh, Minnesota still could add a top-of-the-rotation starter, though. In fact, the Star Tribune reporting the Twins made a trade offer as recently as two weeks ago to Tampa Bay for Chris Archer. The report also says the Twins are exploring trades with multiple teams and that they're still eyeing starting pitchers in free agency. According to that Tribune report, the Rays have what is being called some interest in Max Kepler. Kepler has five years of team control left, and the young outfielder has shown plenty of promise but struggled badly against left-handed pitchers last season. Archer has four years of team control left on a contract that would pay him less than $34 million in total base salary for those four years. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for not knowing this. Hmm. Is Butler on a, only a one-year contract with the Timberwolves? 
Uh, I, if you don't know that, would you please I, find that I out? I don't know. I'm going to look up right now. In other words, is he a rental? Could he be a free I, agent? I don't believe that's true, but again, you better have Rook look it up. All right. I, I don't, I'm not sure. All right. Jimmy Butler contract. Minnesota's future could uh, hinge on Jimmy Butler's contract. Uh, let's well, see. don't don't answer us till you have the answer. And John, you can continue. The Wild Wild's Devin Dubnik is the third star of the week in the NHL. He was two zero and one during the week. Had a shutout and a one point nine six goals against average four this week. According to his agent, the Vikings have signed offensive lineman Josh Andrews off the Eagles practice squad. He signed with the Eagles as an undrafted free agent out of Oregon State in 2014. He hasn't started an NFL game, but he has appeared in a lot of them, 16 to be exact, in 2015 and 2016. News notes from today. Minneapolis police say a woman was injured in a shooting in the Little Earth neighborhood this morning. Sergeant Darcy Horn, a public information officer for the department, confirming officers responded to the report of the shooting on the 2400 block of Ogama Place. Police say they responded at 10 this morning, found a woman significantly injured. They do say the injuries are not considered life-threatening. Police say they're investigating, asking anyone with any information about this to contact them. Overnight, St. Paul Public Schools and the St. Paul Federation of Teachers announced a tentative contract agreement after months at the bargaining table. The announcement was made right around 2 o'clock this morning, about 24 hours before St. Paul's teachers and staff were prepared to strike for the first time since 1946. Members of the uh, teachers uh, union said uh, the bargaining team spent dozens of hours this weekend in negotiations. With the tentative agreement, the district can scrap its plans in response to a possible strike meaning extracurricular activities will continue and make-up days won't have to be added at the end of the school year. The tentative contract, far from a done deal, though. Once the union's executive board recommends it, it'll have to be voted on by the union's 3,700 teachers and staff. Only then will it be ratified and ready for a vote by the Board of Education. President Trump's daughter-in-law opened a letter containing an unknown substance this morning that was addressed to President Trump's son, Donald Trump Jr. What's she doing opening his mail? (laughs) She was taken to the hospital as a precaution. Uh, the NYPD said the substance was deemed non-hazardous. It was sent to the couple's Manhattan apartment, opened around 10 o'clock Eastern time this morning. Vanessa Trump had no immediate reaction. The Fire Department of New York said three people were transported to a local hospital with minor inju- uh, injuries. but They wouldn't provide any additional information on the nature of the injuries or the victims uh, before adding that the substance was who, who is this woman? Vene, Vene, who is She's this? Donald Trump Jr.'s wife. I see. So the daughter-in-law of the president. I see. In uh, July of 2015, he signed a five-year contract Ooh. worth nearly $95 million. With? Uh, at, uh, Chicago. Chicago. Right. And so that would be in... Uh, so that's one, two. So it looks like he's got this year and one more year. Uh, with the club. With the Timberwolves. Yes. All right. The White House releasing a tax and spending plan this morning that would not eliminate the federal budget deficit after 10 years. It's first public acknowledgement that the large spending increases and the $1.5 trillion tax cut are putting some pressure on the government's debt. The proposal is called Efficient, Effective, Accountable, an American Budget. Sets forth President Trump's priorities as Congress gets ready to consider spending bills for the next fiscal year. It would continue to markedly increase military spending, set aside money for a wall, 
along the U.S.-Mexico border. It would also call for major cuts to Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, and other social programs. Uh, even with reductions, though, which add up to more than $3 trillion in cuts over 10 years, the proposal would not bring the budget into balance because of the lost tax revenue and higher spending on other programs. White House projecting a large gap between government spending and tax revenue over the next decade, adding at least $7 trillion to the, uh, to the debt over that time. A suspected poacher has been mauled to death and eaten by a pack of lions near a national park in South Africa. The man's head and other remains were found at a private game park close to Kruger National Park near the northern town of Hoidsprut. Police who are working to establish the identity of the victim discovered a loaded hunting rifle nearby. Police spokesman Mochi Nugopi said it seems the victim was poaching in the game park when he was attacked and killed by the lions. They ate his body, at least nearly all of it, just leaving his head. Huh. Animals in the game park have been poached. Send a message. I think so. Right. Animals in the game park have been poached in increasing numbers in recent years. Lions are popular targets with their body parts used in traditional South African medicines. Several of the big cats were found poisoned near a farm in the same region last year with their heads and paws having been sawn off. Uh, Speaking of animals, an enormous wild boar caught on camera rifling through a garbage dumpster outside a school in Hong Kong. Video of the encounter posted on Facebook has gone viral. I thought it was a bear when I saw it. I've never seen a pig that big. It was gigantic. Did you see it? Yeah. I did not see it. It's gigantic. It's up on its hind legs, peering into the dumpster. Yeah. Jeez. The video shows the feral pig standing on its hind legs as three younger piglets stand around the dumpster waiting for something to eat. The uh, adult pig grabs trash bags. Like my kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The adult pig grabs trash bags in its mouth, trying to free garbage from the confines of the dumpster. The clip cuts off before viewers can see if the beast was successful in its efforts. Comments on the post, which was uploaded by user Tu Dong Dong, oh, yeah. with a caption that translates to Pig King, indicate the dumpster was outside a primary school in Hong Kong. A wild boar are common in the hills around Hong Kong. The beast can weigh up to 450 pounds, often venture into the city for search of food. Uh, this one, Joe, wouldn't you agree, looked like it weighed a little more than 450. Yeah, I've never seen a uh, pig that big. Oh. No. That big pig, John. Big pig. Feral, feral big pig. pig. Not often you can say that and, no. and feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can. Know what I mean. No apologies to anyone. Exactly. You know, it's a big pig. <laughs> big pig. Yeah. Victim Ode, whose mellow baritone once earned praise from Frank Sinatra as the best pipes in the business, has died in Florida at the age of 89. Victoria Damone told the Associated Press in a phone interview that her dad died yesterday at a Miami Beach hospital from complications of a respiratory illness. Damone's easy-listening romantic ballads brought him million-selling records, sustained a half-century career in recordings, movies, and nightclub uh, concert and television appearances. Well, I, I know the name, but why can I not pair what he's saying? Victim oh, it's kind of uh, the elevator music of his day. Very, okay. yeah, very, very boring. Yep. Not, not on the same level as a Sinatra or Tony Bennett. With mom, dad, and grandpa signing up in increasing numbers, Facebook is losing many younger users in the United States at a faster pace than previously estimated. A report by eMarketer said Snapchat is drawing youths away from Facebook at a quicker clip than Facebook-owned Instagram. Facebook is still growing in the U.S. market, according to a research firm, mainly due to increases in usage by older folks. The report is the latest to highlight Facebook's problems with attracting and keeping young people who have long been a core user base for the world's biggest social network. The research firm said it expected the first ever decline in the 18 to 24 age group in the U.S., a drop of 5.8% this year. This Vic? Yeah. 
Come on, Vic. <laughs> Come on. Jump in there. You like a little bad, don't you? Not, not ask me how I knew. Well, he could say. He could oh, say. Oh, yeah. My true love was true. Is Dave Dahl ready? Yeah, but he ain't singing like this. <laughs> David Wallace Dahl's forecast in Garage Logic on a Monday afternoon is brought to you by Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, proud sponsor of The Beer Show on Thursday night. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're going to have mostly cloudy skies and cold temps again tonight, down to about six above light and variable breezes. A few little flurries are, are not out of the question, but it looks like most of that's going to stay uh, to our north overnight tonight. And then decreasing clouds tomorrow, a little warmer, back up to 28 degrees. South winds are around 5 to 10, and it gets warmer still on Wednesday for Valentine's Day up to uh, about 40. So a nice little melt there in the middle of the week. Partly sunny skies, though, and turning colder again. Light snow late on Thursday and 26. 20 for the high on Friday. And then over the weekend, back into the mid-30s. Uh, we're going to stay there early next week. There's a pretty good chance of light rain, drizzle, and snow starting on Sunday evening and lasting into Monday and Tuesday of next week. So uh, something worth watching. It could be a rather significant system if you have some travel plans late in the weekend or early next week. But tonight, kind of quiet, down to about 6 above. Right now, we're at 10 above. All right, thank you. You know what I don't understand, uh, staying with this apologetic theme? What's that? I don't understand, and this is above my pay grade, so I'm not, I'm not fishing here. I don't understand what I'm about to say. We can find countless examples uh, of people offended by mere slights. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, police departments spring into action and apologize because they saluted Red Auerbach, who did more for black basketball players than anybody in the history of the game. We have uh, movie producers uh, spring into action and apologize because they had a rabbit uh, that was allergic to blackberries. And that was terribly insensitive of them. We have school boards that spring into action and change the names of schools. Uh, but in the meantime, have you have you caught the way uh, NBC most principally is is fawning over North Korea? Uh, yes, as if to as if uh, relations are going to be one hundred percent changed from what they were prior to the Olympics. Uh, you got you got that evil guy's sister there, right? Who doesn't shake hands with anybody and who's who keeps her permagrin as it is. Uh, Kim Yo-Jong said to be stealing the show. Uh, they claimed Yo-Jong would be favored to win gold if diplomatic dance were an event at the games. The event even declared Yo-Jong to be North Korea's answer to American first daughter Ivanka Trump. She is the sister of a murdering evil despot who is systematically starving the people of North Korea. No truck should be given her whatsoever. No truck. She is the director of the Propaganda and Agitation Department of the Workers' Party of Korea. NBC was forced to delete a tweet, I, I don't know who got to them, after they praised North Korea's cheerleading team as so satisfying to watch. 
Uh, no, they're obviously under strict they're, orders. They're at, they're at gunpoint to right, do that. Are you right. kidding they me, have you to do fools? That. ABC News uh, said North Korea's 200-plus cheerleaders command spotlight at 2018 Winter Olympics with synchronized chants. Uh, Yahoo News, uh, all swagger and smiles. Kim Jong-un's mysterious sister gets her star turn at Winter Olympics. See what I'm trying to drive at here? You you, you have a chance here. Uh, principal news gathering agents of the world have a chance here to to call evil evil. Right, to, uh, and be heard. But But God forbid... What if she? What if she started throwing blackberries at some athlete who had a blackberry allergy? What would they do then? <laughs> I'd like to see that, but the Washington Post, the Ivanka Trump of North Korea captivates people in the South. Uh, the Wall Street Journal, the North Korean cheer squad's presence was impossible for even the skaters to ignore. Uh, some of the articles noted North Korea's human rights abuses and the nuclear tensions the isolated country has with the U.S., but otherwise, the article spoke positively of North Korea's presence at the Winter Games. The coverage of Yo Jong was most confusing, given, given her close relationship to her brother, the North Korean dictator. In fact, as director of the Propaganda and Agitation Department of the Workers' Party of Korea, Yo Jong has been personally sanctioned... Uh, by the U.S. government for being a key figure in the North Korean government contributing to the horrid human rights abuses of the North Korean people. Here, here, here. I, here's what I got for her. Right. Take I, this. I got the bird right. for her. Here's your agitation. Here, here. Hey, lady, director, hey, here, check this look at out. Look me agitate you. <laughs> and then I'd say something that I couldn't say on the air. Right. I'd have to hit the elevator music. Uh... <clears throat> Regarding the cheerleaders, Ian Bremer put it best. Uh, I don't know who he is. They're human hostages of a criminal regime. It's the most heartbreaking thing we'll see at the Olympics. These people, these cheerleaders, uh, have been drafted specifically to fulfill this role, to put on this false front of joyfulness. Right. They're They're captives. According to Human Rights Watch, the North Korean government tightly controls the movement of its citizens in and out of the country, tightly restricts access to media, and prevents free expression, speech, and media, commits inhumane treatment of citizens and prisoners in the equivalent of slave or concentration camps, participates in slave labor, and has horrid labor laws. Uh, Rook, uh, again, this is where your uh, brain comes in handy. Who is the fellow, uh, the student who died shortly after getting released and coming? Otto Wormbier? Worm uh, that had the... Um... And his parents, apparently, are at the games. Think about that. And and you've got all these morons in uh, in the news gathering industry who because of their looks or connections and you've got all these quite literally they're morons the Katie Keurigs of the world and Lester Holtz and the rest of these buffoons finding it within their hearts to be praiseworthy of North Korea I don't understand there that. is nothing to praise them for this is the time when you say listen they're not a free people but these same people when they get back to their nightly newscast would think nothing 
of, of finding fault with the Boston Police Department because they celebrated Red Auerbach. They would think nothing of finding fault with Sony Pictures uh, because a cartoon rabbit has a blackberry allergy. They, they thought nothing uh, of uh, uh, rushing to uh, publicize the idea that schools in Oregon named Lynch had to be changed. But then they're, here they are, 60 miles from the worst place on earth, run by the worst evil person on earth, mm-hmm. and they don't have it. They don't know what to do. <clears throat> it, that you see why I said I was. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm flummoxed. Right. Uh, uh, on the one hand, the the whole theme today is is apologizing for nothing, and yet we can't. We can't. Summon the spirit to rip the living hell out of North Korea while you got the chance? And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Sushiro. Well, as Hans points out, you know what the answer is? The left doesn't fight real evil. They don't even acknowledge real evil. Right. They fight made-up evil like carbon dioxide. Right. They don't acknowledge evil. You got... This is the chance. This you, is... You got... They're 60 miles away is the darkest, most rotting place on Earth. And and you are bending over backwards to tell your viewers how enthralled you are with this fruitcake woman who's the minister of propaganda and agitation. Uh, it's a... It's a, it's a where are we headed? Where are we headed? We're on the road to nowhere. You haven't heard the best one yet today. Just Come stick on. with the theme. Come on. Oh, I got one that'll drive you crazy. Uh, you're Guaranteed. Guaranteed. My, I'm offended that you're pushing my buttons. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Oh, Zang, what's the temp? I don't know. 11. 11. 